This is the Murphy, Sam, and Jody Weekend Replay Podcast. Picking out some of our favorite moments from this past week, and it starts now. How to stop a baby from crying. Um, everybody who's ever been there has a, an idea and a method. And most people who've been there, parents, will say, will tell you that sometimes you can do everything right and sometimes yeah. the baby won't stop crying. Oh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. because you don't really know necessarily. No. Sometimes you, it's just the brain developing. It's true. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you've got people. Yours are the babies. <laughs> Both. <laughs> sometimes you got people in the family telling you what's wrong. Oh, I, I know. I'll tell you what's wrong with that baby. Yes. You're, Isn't you're it great trying to though, breastfeed when, too much, and you're supposed to be given formula. Isn't it I've great, though, that. when it does work, the easy thing yeah. works, like walking them up and down the hall or just sitting in the rocker? I yeah. remember feeling like I had superpowers with Phoebe's, our baby, our youngest, when I was the only one on the planet who could get her from her car seat closely on my body into the house and into her crib without waking. Yeah, mm-hmm. No matter what I did, no matter how gently... She always woke up. I could do that. Was one of my I earned a cape or two for that mm-hmm. for sure. But let's go back to when they're newborns and when you're at home and you're maybe experiencing a baby for the first time. You'll try anything, and it's just a it's a disturbing sound to a parent. Sure, because you feel like you need to be able to fix this. And so, what's wrong with me that my baby's unhappy? And Murphy's right. Babies do sometimes cry. I had a pediatrician tell me once, look. No, no amount of crying that she does. I've checked her out. She's fine. No amount of crying that she does is going to hurt her. It's going to hurt you. Right. <laughs> he said that to me. Yeah. But, okay, so these scientists in Japan who studied infants and crying and new parents did this whole study, and they did find a method, a trick that does work most of the time. We're talking more than 80% of the time. Whoa. So that's big. Those are big numbers, and I want to tell you. Throw them in the car and take a drive. <laughs> that's not it. Oh. Even you, though that works on some babies. It does. does have anything to do with music? No, it doesn't. It has to do with you hold them in your arms and walk around for about five minutes. Then you sit down and you rock them for about five minutes. Then you place them in the crib. Okay. In other words, it's a gradual step down of... I guess touch involvement Which and is movement security, right? and mm-hmm. movement. So um, it's not just a I've I've walked around now I'm dropping you. I'm not just rocking and dropping you in the bed. And I don't mean dropping. Yeah. yeah. But so it's just a gradual. Here you go. A physical. That makes sense. And they tested the baby's heartbeats and things too with this. You know, we we're just talking about a party and the fact that I'm going to a, a really cool party soon. And speaking of it, it's a dress up. That's why it's cool. Parties have been different uh, for you guys, especially in the last, well, for Sam, five years. For Murphy, help me. 11. 11. Uh, uh, help me. I was almost there. That's right. well, it's not my anniversary of, uh, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I, no, I, yeah, I know. That's, 11 that's or so years ago that you stopped cool. drinking. You would think my wife before my friend over here would, but anyway, that's okay. <laughs> Okay, All don't good. let's not play that game. Yeah, and y'all been married twenty three yeah. years this year. <laughs> right. Anyway, anyway, right. I want to. Parties yeah. have been different for you guys. They have been yeah. since you stopped drinking. And boy, have they! What's funny is it, you know, when you go to a party, you're supposed to mingle with different people than the people you normally run in circles with. That's like a social, you know, like trick tip yeah. you are supposed to. But what happens at parties with you guys because you guys are the ones saying, "Hey, I'll have another diet coke," or "I'll have an energy drink," and the other. The rest of us are having a cocktail. I've seen you guys get together, and I like that, that you have that. that. I think it's made your friendship stronger. Oh, it's partly to drink Diet Cokes, but it's also partly to talk about other people. (laughs) That's right, exactly. Do you see how drunk he is? Yeah. (laughs) Is that what I used to look? Oh, my God. You know, I just want to say also for anyone listening, especially young people, 
drinking a cocktail at a party does not equal getting drunk. Oh, you can I, go to a right. party and have uh, one cocktail. I do it all the time. Yeah. I do. But when there's an open bar... <laughs> And you have issues like we used to have. Yeah, Five and 11 years ago, it was a different story. I came across this thing I follow on social media. You know, you can follow different groups, and one of them I follow, maybe you should, it's called Sober is Cool. Oh, mm-hmm. And they just know. post interesting that. things, and they posted this, and I wanted to share it with you. Anytime party tip. When someone says they're not drinking or they're refusing an alcoholic beverage that you're offering, do not ask why. Just offer a non-alcoholic option and move on. Because whatever the reason is, it's almost always none of your business. Or, to me, yeah, that's a big thing. I mean, I haven't had a lot of people ask it, but it's like, none, none for me. Okay, well, here, the Cokes are over here. That's great. That's great. That's how it should be handled. Why not? Got to get up early tomorrow? It doesn't matter. I I don't think I've had anybody ever ask me. Good. Really, they have not. No one's ever asked me that. I guess I've been lucky. Wanted to send that out into the world because it really is okay. When we have, then we have Diet Cokes. Yeah. Yeah. You mean Coke Zero? Exactly. Join us anytime. 877 310 4MSJ. What's going on, Sue? I worked as a wedding planner for many years, and oh. I know you were talking about the micro weddings. Yes. Over the years, all the weddings that I've done, mm-hmm. I would, first of all, tell people to stay off social media. <laughs> and secondly, I would tell them, if someone asks you what you're doing, say, oh, Sam hasn't decided yet. Murphy hasn't decided yet. Blame the other person. Right. And thirdly, not to end up with buyer's remorse, with end up spending you know, the most be- I've done about 500 weddings oh planned them on this side. I now I am an officiant, uh-huh. and you know the the most beautiful weddings I saw were the ones that were about the marriage yes. and not about the wedding reception. Yes, yeah. I feel bad for brides today because they feel so pressured mm-hmm. by by social media and mm-hmm. by their friends. Mm-hmm. And I just you know want to say to people. When it's over the next day, and like someone said, they want to be said about taking out loans and borrowing money mm-hmm. and putting on credit cards, mm-hmm. don't do it. The most meaningful, beautiful weddings, receptions and weddings are the ones that people really think about their marriage and about right. what they want out of that. That is beautiful. Not how much they spend on the party. It's true. Not it's how much not... they spend on the party. And it's not for everyone else who shows up. It's for you and your family. Yeah. What I remember most about the the wedding that Jody and I had, which was a my micro wedding, is we read each other's we read a note to each other about what you know we meant to each other, yeah. which was cool. Those are those are called yeah. vows, Murph. Well, I mean, not, not just vows, but they, we, we told a stories. Note is, hey, don't forget to turn the light off in the bathroom. I know we told, but we told stories about each other and all of that, you know. You know, yeah. although yeah. The, the reception was the first time I'd ever rented a keg of beer, so it was kind of fun. <laughs> big time, big time. It was Absolutely. a micro wedding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Thank Please you. Please tell everybody, just do what feels right and not what they think they need to do for the rest of the world. It's a whole lot more about the marriage than it is about one it's, party. Totally. Mm-hmm. Thank you That's for this, perfect, Sue. Sue. Thank, you. Thank you. You guys have a wonderful day. I love your show, and I love enjoy. I enjoy listening to you every day. Join us anytime. Tell us about your wedding. We were saying micro weddings are the yeah. new thing, like limited guest list. Aunt so and so doesn't have to be invited. Do they have such a thing as a macro wedding? Yeah, bigger than everything. The weddings of the past, <laughs> the royal weddings. Eight seven seven three one zero four MSJ. Hi, Shannon. Uh, did you have a micro wedding? 
No, I was just trying to tell you something unique that I did at my wedding. Um, okay. We, instead of having a unity ceremony, we actually did a love letter ceremony. And mm. how that works is we purchase this whole kit um, that you can get online. Uh-huh. And they provide you with paper and you write a love letter to each other before the wedding. Oh. And during the ceremony, you put the letters in the box. There's a box, uh, bottle of wine and some wine glasses. Yeah. And you don't read the letters before the ceremony. And the idea is to either, when you reach a milestone in your wed- in your marriage, whether it's mm-hmm. five years, ten years, or if you go through some troubled times, yeah. you open that box and you read the letters that brought you to that day. Nice. Um, oh, my so I, I think God. It was really... Uh, really a special special moment for our wedding and our guests just raved about it and okay so the ceremony at the ceremony you put the love letters in the box in front of everyone and everything else in yes and kind of seal it it up keys oh yep and you lock you lock it up and you don't and you make a vow to each other not to open it until you either reach a milestone in your marriage or Or you have a big fight (laughs) did you have to go into it yet Nope, we haven't opened Yay. it yet, other than uh, us wanting to just have a drink because there's, you know, there's wine, a in, wine there. in there, but <laughs> yeah. other than that. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, Shannon. I had not heard of that. You just found it online? Yeah, I found it online, and I mean, the whole kit, it comes in this beautiful mahogany box that mm. is um, engraved with your name and your wedding date, and it comes with the paper and yeah. and the engraved um, wine glasses, and it's a, the wine glasses say, I do, and the other one says, I do too, okay. and uh, you provide your own bottle of of alcohol and yeah. put it in the box and seal it up on your wedding day. Cool. Where do you keep your box? Um, we actually have it up on a shelf um, close to our mantle. It's a beautiful mahogany box. Yeah. It's not uh, tacky in your, yeah. <laughs> right. in your home. But Love it. Easy access in case of emergency. <laughs> Thank you, Shannon. Appreciate you sharing that with us. Now I know why they put the bottle of wine in there, you know, for the, the rocky times. Let's open it up and look at one of these letters. Give me that bottle. We'd love to hear from you the most, so join us anytime, 877-310-4MSJ, also on social media. Um, and we have a really special comment um, on our Facebook page with one of our After the Show podcasts from okay. uh, a week ago, mm-hmm. Murphy. This is directed at you. This is from Felicia. Hi, Felicia. Good morning. I just have to say, I heard a clip from your Pump Me Up podcast, which is what it was called. Um, And I felt like it was meant for me to hear specifically that day. My son is 11 and was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in August. And to say it's been a rough road is an understatement. We had just spent the last 24 hours chasing lows and then overcorrecting, which is so frustrating. We know a lot about that, Murphy, especially you. Mm -hmm. Hearing your personal experience with T1D and bringing awareness to, to this disease literally brought me to tears. My heart breaks for my son as his whole world has been turned upside down, learning this new way of life. And as a mother, all I want to do is make him feel safe and comfortable. He's been managing all of this with such strength. I'm constantly amazed. I've learned so much and found so many people dealing with disease, and I had no idea. I love your show, and thank you again for giving me hope on such a rough day. Well, that's really sweet. You know, he will actually do very well, Felicia. He'll get it. Yeah, at 11 years old, and the technology is so much better, and it continues to get better every day. You know, the only thing that's not there is the cure, mm-hmm. and so, you know, it means you'll be managing it for the rest of your life. But, he will uh, be. Right, he will be. Until and, there and, is a cure. Right, exactly. And, and, well, I mean, and look, maybe they will. In my head as a type 1, I mean, I'm not, I'm not expecting there to be a cure. They will be more likely to be able to prevent it before it would be 
you know, reverse it. Oh. I guess is the word I'm looking for. Um, you know, and for anybody listening to this, it's kind, it's one of the most misunderstood conditions, diseases on the planet because there are two, you know, two types of diabetes: type one and type two. Um, and type one is more rare, and it's it's like your body does not make insulin anymore, so you are dependent on it. You have to inject it. You have to give yourself shots. Or you have to be on a pump like you are, Murphy. Yeah, and it's a, it's about four percent of the diabetic population. Every, it's type almost one. everybody else is type two. You it, so it, many an, mis- another, misconceptions. Another myth about type one is you can't force it to happen. You can, there's nothing you do to make it happen, but it's genetic mm-hmm. and there's a, just a trigger that just happens and one day you're fine and the next day you're not. It's mm-hmm. not about diet or any of those things. Right. That's why it's, it's so... It's so very misunderstood. Yeah. Well, um, thank you, Felicia, for sending this. We appreciate you. Join us anytime on Facebook or Instagram. We are loving hearing about your most special day of your life and how sometimes keeping it smaller means the most. So 877-310-4MSJ. Celesta, what about your micro wedding? Who was it? My wedding was only me and my husband. Nice. Um, We um, met in January of 2021, and three months later, we got married. (laughs) And so... We actually ended up going to the courthouse, and then we met um, the lady three days later in the tractor supply parking lot, (laughs) and we did our vows and everything in the parking lot, and then we went home, and he made me tacos on our Blackstone. Love it. And (laughs) we went to sleep at like 8 (laughs) o'clock. Yes, and guess and it was what? The best wedding. Yeah. We had the yeah. best time. Yeah, yeah, and you enjoyed it, which that's all that matters. That's the best. Yeah, and it was just like we didn't tell anyone. We were just like, "Hey, tomorrow we're getting married," and everyone was just like, "Wait, what? What?" And we're like, <laughs> "No, nope, no, nope, that's happening." And it happened in the tra- the tractor supply parking lot, and it was amazing. <laughs> I love this. You know, everything comes back around. Like everything is cyclical, and I love that everybody. More and more people, I should say, not everyone, but more and more couples are just doing it their own way, doing it small, doing it up small, as they say. Yeah, we did. And, I mean, we've talked about maybe having something, Mm -hmm. but I would just rather buy some plants and some more chickens. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, does that explain why it was at Tractor Supply? I love it. Yes, yes, it does. (laughs) Very cute. And you know what? You sound genuinely happy. Yes, he's amazing. Nice. We've only been married for a year and a half, but nice. we have lots more to come. And your big day was for the two of you, and that's what people lose yes. sight of when they do it too big. They do it for everyone yes, else. Yes, and it was, it was very much just us. That's awesome, Celesta. Thank you for letting us know about it. It just sounds so lovely, so stress-free, as opposed to, is everything going to go right on time? Is so-and-so here? Is this exactly right? Sam, ah! that's what your son, Will, did, right? Yeah, I mean, he and his wife and a pastor went and stood on a mountain barefoot and got married. Then they went to Waffle, Waffle House. House. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Inside uh, information here. Sam's got inside info on... Sam wants you to change something about yourself. Yeah, Murphy is... You may not know this uh, because you don't eat lunch or dinner with Murphy a lot, but we do. Uh, And Murphy has this tendency to always wind up wearing food. Yes, Yes. at some point do Every day. And it's coffee, too. Yep. And it always seems to be when you have a lighter colored shirt on, too. I don't know. I know. Yeah. I don't understand. It becomes the talking stain when it's the lighter color shirt. (laughs) I mean, it just does. So anyway, the reason I bring it up is it happened Sorry. yesterday. We all went to lunch. We were having uh, fancy tacos, 
And next thing you know, Murphy looks down and goes, I did it again. And so Jody chimes in, and I never thought about this because I don't watch Murphy eat, but you said it's because the way he eats is incorrect. I didn't say that. I eat incorrectly? I said it nicely because I don't, I mean, it's one of those things, I've mentioned it before when he's genuinely surprised that he gets food on his shirt. So I'm like, mentioned it before, but I'm not going to be the person to mention it all the time. Right. And what you mentioned was that he brings his food to him rather than leaning over the plate. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, he's mm-hmm. going to... I didn't explain the coffee because, you know, coffee... The coffee, coffee is because I wind up ca- carrying two at one time ah, and it splatters on me. Okay. Yeah. So, does that is that... Did you go, oh, yeah, that's it with the food? Or are you like, no, Jody, that's not the problem? I mean, I've tried. I know that there are times where it's like chips and salsa, which yeah. is what got on me yesterday. <laughs> um, both did. Um I was bringing the chips to my mouth. So, yeah, I guess I didn't. But to me, it doesn't feel right to lean over the table either. That's just kind of... It's funny. is because that's one of the things that I was taught, like, at the table when I was a little girl. And I know you guys think there was, you know, it was at the out in the country and nobody mm-hmm. was teaching anybody anything. Get your bare feet off the but table. Right, but it's not true. All I was taught was bring your mouth to your food, not your food to your mouth. Uh-huh. And it just stuck. So I don't do that. You bring your food to your mouth mostly. You're very relaxed. Hey, sit back and eat, dude. And I love that for you, but it is why you wear your food. That's all. If I would pay more attention, see, for me, the thing I was taught was don't put your elbows on the table. So I wonder if that's an overcorrection on my part. Maybe. Aren't you glad Sam pointed it out? I am. Ladies, as we get started today, I'm here to help you clean out your closet. Yay! Oh, sorry. <laughs> Not you, Sam. too excited there, Sam. Don't you clean out your closet like every six months like uh, a good boy? Yes, I do. Good for you. I and, don't. And run over to Goodwill and hand it all over. I straighten my closet and rearrange, but I don't get rid of as much stuff. Because if I love something and it's a classic, I keep it. Mm-hmm. So stylists are saying, here's what's going to be out in early 2023. And you can get rid of these things. like, In other words, fashion trends. Out of yeah. style. I'm also of this. I'm going to go ahead and counteract it and say this. If you love it, wear it. It doesn't matter. That's my favorite thing about fashion. Have your own style. Fashion you can buy. Style you cannot. Whoa. It's yeah, true. Write true. that down. Well, I mean, that's an old. That's not new. Oh. I, that's not original to me. Oh. I read it somewhere. It's probably Coco Chanel. It's profound. But it's true. Fashion you can buy. Style you cannot. Yeah. Um, so be careful what you throw away because of trends. Uh, for instance, oversized sunglasses have had a big moment. Mm-hmm. I love them. Um, I have some oversized sunglasses that I bought this year that yeah, I can't mm-hmm. even find a case to put them in. None of my, they don't fit in any of my cases. Um, apparently, they're out and small rectangular so- styles are coming back in. Really? So what? Who cares? I haven't seen that yet. I know you said women. it's 2023. This is women. Well, though. I know. I look at women. And I haven't seen tiny. Okay, I'm sorry. So the small rectangular ones like Joe Burrow wears? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're right. I was just wondering. Maybe he brought that's, that's, that in. Yeah. Okay, something else. Slim fit blazers have been in. They're going to be replaced by oversized blazers. Again, wear what you like. Yeah. Wear what looks good on your body. That's the thing about being a woman. I don't know if this is true about being a man with fashion and style. But it has taken me my whole life being in this body to understand what I can wear and what I can't wear. I can walk into a store now and go, I can rock that. That won't look so good on me. Yeah. 
And I know that because I've been in this body my whole life. Yeah. It takes you a long time to learn it's, those it's things. For, for guys, it's just like the fifths. You got the athletic, you got the slim, you got the standard, sure. the regular, the and you need relaxed. To know. And so you got to know which one looks right on your body. And feels right yeah. on your body. Feel is very important. Although I think for guys, a lot of it can be much more out than with women. Oh, They're just like, get like, away with being like out of style. Sweaters, certain sweaters you could not get away with wearing today, is because it's not nineteen eighty five. I got rid of whenever I, we got married. <laughs> oh, I had a ton of those. That sweetie. was part of the I do's. Hey, I liked mauve. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> I love finding happy news—the kind of stuff that makes you smile because you know so many headlines are not always great. Mm. And so I don't know if this is just new to me or Jody. If you have heard this or Sam, maybe you've heard this. Did you hear that the, there's been a new Guinness Book record set for the oldest living dog? Oh, wait. I think I did. Have you seen that? Oh, it's, no. That was a person. I'm sorry. Oh, you're thinking of the old cat that died. Yeah, there was a really Nana old- White's cat died. Right. Oh, really? 16 years old. Oh, That's, okay. Look, I we had a cat when I was growing up that lived to be 17 years yeah. old. Well- Pete Inker. This is a dog that's a chihuahua that is 21 years old. What? 21 years old. That's amazing, especially as much as those dogs shake. Yeah. And they're it, nervous. Yeah, you would yeah. think that they're nervous. But 21 years of being nervous. Right. Yeah. And he's got a heart condition on top of that. But he seems to be doing fine. His owner says he sleeps a lot. <laughs> yeah. Of course but, he does. But he's still in great health. 21 years old. Hmm. Isn't that, uh, I mean, so, that's a commitment, man. So in human years, that's seven times. You know, that's that's 160-something? Why do we do that? Why that do we right? do that human 147. year? 147. 147. Oh, yeah, I did the math wrong. Thanks. Math. <laughs> Leave the math um, to Sam. Oh, and, the, it, well, and so his name is Toby Keith. Come <laughs> get it. Oh, yeah. It I did is. see this. <laughs> All one word. Wait, was the dog named? No, the dog was just named Toby Keith. Yeah, it wasn't do- named after the country singer. Or it was. <laughs> what do you think? That was random? <laughs> what are you going to call him? Um, Toby uh, Keith? I don't know. Toby. Like the singer? There's a singer with that name? Right. Toby and Keith are two different names. Pushed together. Can be. Toby Keith. Okay, There's only to... one Toby Keith. Yeah. I know. Well, actually two now. Right, yeah. <laughs> one oh, of which is who's 21 Gee, years you old. You think they named it after the singer? I do like it when people name dogs after like famous people. We met a dog once in a in a store, Willie Nelson. I wonder who they named it after. Yeah, me too. Uh, anyway, I did see that story and it's sweet. It's super sweet happy news. Jody, I have a personal question for you. Uh no, it's not about age or weight. Uh have you ever dr- uh, drawn on eyebrows? Have I ever what? Drawn on your eyebrows. No, I have eyebrows. Yeah. So I don't okay. have to draw don't them you, on. You enhance them, though, because you're red hair, right? I do a little bit. I have a little brow pencil. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, but that's, so that's not unusual, but, right? And they, it shapes them. People who don't have eyebrows, though, or yeah. they have to draw those on every day, or I guess the days okay. they want them on. So draw, okay. What's your question? Do they draw them on every day? Yeah. Women. Um, I think so. Women who draw on their eyebrows. First of all, if, if you see someone who draws on their eyebrows- um, it's because they have to. Yeah. Like, I would want them to if I didn't have them. And I what, would find a way. Is because it n- they frame your face. Oh, yeah. You right, need right. them. Yeah, I understand that because right? it's noticeable like, if somebody doesn't have them. But it's not, usually in those cases, it's, it's just so blonde you can't see them, right? It's either that it's so blonde or they've lost them. I mean, I know I know women who don't really have them anymore. They go away? 
Some women have lost their eyebrows or they shaved them or something. I mean, that's a question. That's a personal question you don't ask someone. Ooh, if you've seen someone with drawn-on eyebrows, yeah. you don't say anything to them about oh, it. Oh, no <laughs> kidding. I'm not that stupid. Well, you know what's weird about this is if you know women's eyebrows go away, men, it's the opposite. The older men get, it just becomes its own creature. <laughs> they get bigger you know? and out of control. Right, exactly. <laughs> Carrying your pets around, I see. Yeah, you need some eyebrows? When I got I some s- extra. When I see a man with way too cra- with eyebrows that are crazy, I either think you don't see it anymore, you don't care, yeah. or whoever your whoever your partner is that you're living with, they don't see it or don't care, or you're having a fight about it. Because if your eyebrows got like that, Murphy, I would be all over you with tweezers. Yeah. I, we would be shaping like crazy. Your <laughs> eyebrows are good. Let me see I, you. Say, would, yours are good too. I would. Yeah. Well, I recently. Well, never mind. Um, what? I would hope somebody would tell you. Tell me though. It's just yes. the same thing with nose hair. You know. Please tell me. Right. I've seen guys walk around with like you know bushes growing out of their nose and ears, and it's like I want to say something. If you're married to somebody and they have crazy ear hair, they likely don't know it. You need to tell them. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's it's, that just baffles me. That's is that life's little odd cruelty. Yes. You know that as you. As you get older, hair disappears in some places and gets out of control mm-hmm. in others. Yeah, Yes, it does. I will say this. The only mistake I ever see women make with drawing on eyebrows is being too harsh with the draw and the wrong color. Oh, go yeah. with your natural hair color and go lightly. We were mentioning cleaning out your closet earlier and helping you do that with what, what stylists say will be out in 2023. This is women's fashion, guys. Sorry, although Mm -hmm. Sam loves to know. And we talked about big sunglasses having their day and they're not as in anymore. I say wear what you want, what looks good on your face, what you like. You know, even if you are wearing something that looks like the hottest mess ever, according to the fashion world, if you feel good in it, you rock it, that's what you're supposed to do. It's true. It's about how you wear it, how you feel in it. Look, I love people that kind of go the opposite of whatever the trends are. Yeah. I think that's bold and fun. It you know, is. We work with somebody down the hall from, from us here, you know? Have you ever noticed that? She's oh, yes. always dressed in sort of like a, a 50s Cartoon kind of a retro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. I mean, uh, it's just yeah, like, I talk to her in the bathroom all the time. D- day in and day out. Yeah, she, and that's her style. It is her style. It's yeah. not fashion. That is style. True, you're right. Okay, Good so point. we said big glasses are out, like slim bl- blazers are being replaced with bigger. So if you like to wear a big jacket blazer sort of thing for ladies, the big ones are back, even mm. the shoulder pads. Oh, um, really? A little bit, yes. Headbands are out and clips are in, but if if you look good in a headband, I'm going to say wear it. One of my very best friends looks good in headbands and wears them. Yes, she does. Hmm. I'm trying to picture that. I don't know who that Lisa. is. Oh, okay. I don't, yeah, I don't see Lisa very I much. Know. But yeah, um, you're right. It's, yeah. It's a very stylized it, thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, high-waisted pants are in right now. You've okay. seen them very like yeah. mom jeans are in. For, for women, not, mi- not men, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Um, Can't appara- get it to fit over this gut. <laughs> Apparently in 2023, those are going to be going out again and lower rise, l- mid to low rise. The first time when low rider jeans were in, I had just had Taylor. Don't low oh, riders lead to muffin tops? Mic drop. That was horrible for me. I was tr- I had a, the, had a C-section, and I'm going to try on jeans for the first time after feeling like trying on jeans, and nothing would come up high enough, yeah. and I was devastated. And that's when I thought, you know what? I'm going to buy the jeans that look good on me. I don't care what's in. It was just hard good. to find yeah. something that was, you know, the fashion, the styles dictate what's on the racks. Mm-hmm. 
You know, like some of us want all of our shirt with all the crop tops that are in. It's like, yeah. I want a long shirt sometimes. <laughs> Hence, I've had C-sections. <laughs> okay, guys, what's the ideal amount of free time for uh, your happiness level? Sam? Eight days a week. <laughs> Sam uh, Murphy? <laughs> I'm over here. She She's hoping you'll change her answer. Murphy? I mean, what, an hour a day? Oh, look at you. Would that be ideal? One hour? Said the workaholic. Good for you to say that. I would say that's something to shoot for. Here's what I know. Okay. There is a social psychologist who studies free time and its effect on happiness levels. And this person Does studied- this person have free time? probably works okay. it in based on what she knows. Well, Monday through Friday, it's t- it's t- difficult to have free time, right? She's a UCLA psychologist, and she has studied over 35,000 Americans wow. uh, and has measured their amount of free time versus their happiness levels. And this makes so much sense. And kids, if you're listening, it's all about balance. And balance is never something you achieve. It's something you're always going toward and going away from. Like, but yeah. you, you still have to try for it. So the, the sweet spot, you, you think when you're overworked that you need a lot of free time and you fantasize about what you do. Uh, I'm dying it. to know what the sweet spot is now. Yeah. And then when you have too much free time, what happens to you? Boredom. You feel... I mean, I always feel if I've got too much, I'm like, I got to do something. I need some purpose. You know, I need some purpose. So the sweet spot is somewhere between two and five hours a day. A day? I know. I know you don't have two hours free time during the day, Murphy. Well, I mean, two two sounds like... In, in pieces, 10 minutes here, 15 there. I mean, I, it, I think it would that's add up. what it breaks out but to. Five would be. Nobody has like 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. wide open. Being a working, you know, mom, working parent, dad or yes. whatever, working parent, you know, that's that's tricky to get that much free it time. It is tricky. In different times in your life, that's what I'm saying, balance, because you're yeah. always going away from this or going toward it in some form or fashion. But that's the sweet spot because none of it gives you no, you, you can't come back to yourself. You can't get centered. You right. can't find something that makes you happy. But if you have too much free time, you lose a sense of purpose. You start yeah. to, you know, you just feel Does off. free time include social media? It's whatever you do with. Or is that considering with... taxing? As long as it's not stressful for you, I guess it would yeah. be. But you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. To me, it's a, so the 10-minute meditation that I do every morning on the Calm app, that adds up, right? To 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>